I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 311 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Former Navy SEAL J.P. Donnell joins me today. He served alongside Jocko Willink and Chris Kyle in Iraq. He currently works with Jocko over at the Echelon Front. I am extremely honored to have him here with me today. J.P. Donnell will be here in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with J.P. was recorded on video and is available to watch on my YouTube channel, so if you would like to watch the conversation between myself and the former Navy SEAL, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And I have been truly blessed to have had the opportunity to speak with so many of our nation's heroes, including over 40 Navy SEALs. If you've missed out on any of them, I highly recommend you go back through the archives here and just take a look at all the warrior dads who have joined me on the podcast. And I'd like to highlight episode 260 and 265 with Ed Byers and Michael Thornton. Both were members of DevGru or SEAL Team 6. Both are Medal of Honor recipients. Ed Byers for his actions in Afghanistan and Michael Thornton for his actions in Vietnam. And if you scroll through all the episodes, you will see interviews with Black Hawk pilots, Green Berets, U.S. Marines, Air Force veterans. I am so grateful for their service and their sacrifice, and I do my best to highlight the first-class fathers of the military. I cannot even begin to imagine how difficult it must be to have a family while serving for our great nation. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to all the men and women out there who serve for our nation. All right, so let's go, Dad. Sit back and enjoy today's episode with Frogman J.P. Donnell. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with former Navy SEAL J.P. Donnell. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Dads, are you tired of taking supplements that never deliver? Well, Redcon One was created to ensure that you get real hardcore products that deliver real results. Trusted by four-time world's strongest man, Brian Shaw, and founded by supplement entrepreneur, Aaron Singerman, Redcon One is crushing the industry. You have to try their MRE bars, which are packed full of nutritious food sources that will replenish your system when you need it most. And they taste so good, your toddler will think they're eating a candy bar. But we're talking whole food meal replacement. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% on their entire order from Redcon 1. Simply use the promo code FATHER at the checkout. So let's go, dads. For the highest state of readiness, choose Redcon 1. Visit Redcon1.com, use the promo code FATHER, and save 20%. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, J.P. Donnell. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for having me, brother. Uh, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Three kids. I have a 13-year-old boy who's about to be 14. Uh, and we have twin daughters that just turned eight. Wow, very cool. What type of sports or activities are they all into? Uh, they all do jujitsu, like we do jujitsu as a family. And our son does uh, cross-country running 
And then uh, he just started track season in uh, – he's in eighth grade right now. So he just started that. So he's doing the long-distance running portion, and he's doing uh, shot put. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, if you could, JP, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. So I was in the Navy for 12 years. I joined the Navy to become a Navy SEAL. I was a, I made it through training, became a Navy SEAL, had a uh, pretty awesome uh, time in the military, learned a lot, was able to work alongside some amazing individuals and heroes. Um, you know, I work I worked for Jocko Willink um, and Leif Babin and Seth Stone. We were a part of Task Unit Bruiser, part of the historic Battle of Ramadi back in 2006. Uh, I had the fortunate um, ability to work alongside Kyle. That's who I learned to be a successful sniper from, in addition to a handful of other guys that are still in. So we're not going to mention their names. Uh, they're still doing the deed, and no one needs to know who they are. Uh, but I was very fortunate to work alongside some amazing, amazing individuals. And um, you know, Jocko and Leif wrote a book called Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. They had a uh, leadership and management consulting company that they were running, and they brought me on board three years ago as their first instructor. So I've been a leadership instructor and speaker with them, and now I am our director of experiential training. So it's all the hands-on scenario-based leadership training that we do. Yeah, that's awesome, JP, and thank you for your service, of course. I appreciate and, uh, it. It was my honor to serve, man. Yeah, and you know what? You've had all these experiences in your life. About how old were you when you first became a father, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Man, um, you know, um, I've had some pretty awesome experiences, and I got to do some amazing stuff when I was young in the military. You know, when we deployed to Ramadi, that was my second deployment, and I had just turned 23. And so there's been times when I've, as an adult, as a, as a parent, like it didn't matter the age, you feel overwhelmed, right? And I just would think about the, the things that I learned in the military and, and how they were able to help kind of um, mold me as a young man. And just if you, the biggest thing that I learned from the military that I tried to implement as a parent, which I fail at all the time, is detaching, right? Is if I can learn to detach, I'm able to choose my words better. I'm able to parent better. I'm able to be a better husband. And that it makes a better family. So it's kind of try to it's kind of one of the things I learned from the military, and that's how I try to approach it as as being being a parent. I, I don't I don't think it matters what age you are when you become a parent. Um, if you can recognize it is not your responsibility to lead those kids, um, that's what you need to recognize. Yeah, well said. And you may have touched on it a little bit there, but uh, I know obviously being a SEAL requires a ton of discipline. But what type of disciplinarian are you when it comes to being a dad? And is it different between uh, your son and your daughters? Well, I mean, we're, we're pretty even with our with our kids, uh, but naturally I'm going to discipline our 13, almost 14 year old boy different than girls that are eight. Right. Um, you know, they, they have different things in their lives that mean something to them. Um, you know, our, our, our daughters do not have phones. Aiden has a phone uh, and he realizes and we we made him understand that that phone is not a right. It's a privilege. And we're you know, we, we take things away from our kids that we know that they enjoy if they don't follow the rules and responsibilities that that we give them. Um, you know, uh, very rarely do we ever really have to spank our kids. 
Um, they they understand and they know that we don't we don't kind of play when it comes to hey we told you not to do this this is what you're not going to do and if they if they do it there's an escalation and then sometimes escalation goes straight to a spanking very rarely do we ever have to do that um, yeah. you you know my dad my mom were were great parents you know they of course like parent out there they you know they lost their temper they yelled they had to scream but when I step back and think about it now, most of the time, you know, should they have done that? No, but who cares, right? They were never abusive. They were never degrading to us and they never, you know, physically or mentally were abusive. Um, so I just look at that. I say, okay, Hey, I pushed their buttons. I pushed them to a limit that, you know, they, that they kind of lost some temper. They lost control of their emotions. And I try to become aware of that myself is just like, Hey, I need to be able to check my emotions so that I don't lose my temper because I know when I lose my temper, I say and do things that I'm not proud of that I regret. And I try to recognize that. I mean, the more calm and collect that you can be in any position as a leader, whether it's of your family or of your business, the better you're going to be learning to detach is, is always going to help. Yeah. Well said. And I did see, I, I see you threw up that picture there of your daddy daughter dance. Now, how did you, how were you able to manage and finagle that? having to bring two twin girls to the daddy daughter dance. Man, it was so much fun. We, I just, you know, just, we just made it a fun environment and, you know, I just danced all night long with them and it was just made it all about them. And, you know, and it was, it was really sad. The amount of dads that were at this daddy daughter dance, not engaged with their daughters, like sitting down while the kids are dancing or sitting over in the corner on the phone or talking with the other dads. I mean, it was, to be honest, it was bullshit. And it was, you know, it was really sad to see because they're not going to get those times back. Right. And now I don't want to come off and act like I'm always perfectly engaged with my family. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of times my wife has to remind me to get off my phone or to be present because I'm so focused and caught up in work. But what I what I'm trying to be more conscious of is when I go do stuff with my kids, to just go do stuff with my kids. Right. So. Aiden and I, we go to the gym, we go work out. You know, the only time I'm on my phone is to take pictures of him, right? And it was cool because he was like, hey, uh, you know, I, I kind of get on to him about bringing his phone charger with him all the time. And I was like, why, why are you bringing it? He's like, well, my phone's dead. I'm like, well, you don't need your phone. He's like, well, you know, in case we want to take pictures or videos of our workouts. And I'm like, okay, awesome, bro. Because he learned that from me, from me saying, hey, you know, I try to, if I'm doing different lifts, I try to record what I do so I can watch my form and kind of see my feedback of how I'm doing stuff. And I'll send it to buddies who are coaches and they'll say, Hey, you know, watch this or, Hey, your back was a little curved or, Hey, you didn't have a whole hold a straight line. So I'm trying to explain and teach him those things. And it was really cool because then the next time we were going to the gym, he wanted to bring his phone to record what we were doing. So when, when I'm doing stuff with them, I'm present and the daddy daughter dance was, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And, uh, you know, I, I know eventually there's going to come a time where I'm not going to be able to go to the dances with my girls anymore and they're not going to want to be dancing with their dad. So just try to soak it up as much as you can with your sons and daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I have four kids myself. My youngest is my only girl. So we had the three boys and then got her on the end. So she's only five now. And uh, I'm looking forward to those events myself coming up. Uh 
All right, dads, if you're a coffee lover like me, then I have got an exciting offer for you. Fruit of the Bean Coffee is giving First Class Fatherhood listeners 25% off their first order at fruitofthebean.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD and save 25% off fresh coffee that isn't roasted until you place your order. How's that for fresh? Plus, Fruit of the Bean is giving back by helping orphans and fighting human trafficking. Fruit of the Bean is partnered with Project Rescue and the Christian Alliance for Orphans. So let's go, dads. Visit fruitofthebean.com or tap the link in the show notes and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to get 25% off your first order. Once you place your order, that's when your coffee will be roasted, and a portion of the money you spend will go directly to helping orphans and fight human trafficking. www.fruitofthebean.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. You you mentioned there. I mean, that's one of the positive things about the technology is the ability that we have, just like you said there, to be able to record yourself, make improvements, send it to a coach. Um, it's given us this opportunity to FaceTime uh, when we're far away from our kids, and I think that's another big benefit. But there are so many downfalls to the technology as well. Um, and you touched on it a bit there, but how do you kind of monitor or handle the uh, you know the technology with your kids? So we have different settings on the iPads just to kind of keep it like kids only, kids only. We, um, they know that they can't download anything without our permission. Um, you know, we've told our kids that if they download anything without a permission, we get a notification and we'll take it away from them, which isn't true, but they think that still, <laughs> um, uh, Aiden, I mean, he knows that he's what he's supposed to do and what he's not supposed to do. And we randomly will be like, Hey, give me your phone. And he's like, okay, just kind of go through it. And, you know, like the other night I was on his Instagram, I'm like, Hey, let me, Instagram, I want to see who's following you because I know there's one of my buddies put out a hey, just be aware of this guy is following young boys. And you know, it's, it's this, this guy that's like praying on young boys. And I wanted to make sure because I he was following a couple of my buddies' sons within our little circle of group. And I was like, well, A, that's the wrong group of guys to be messing with their kids. I'll tell you that much. B, I'm going to make sure that he hasn't kind of worked his way into my son's account. And so I was looking over his stuff and just talking through it with him and just being open and honest. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. If you can be open and honest with your kids and create open relationships, they're going to talk to you. They're going to say, Hey, you know, I got this weird message or, Hey, somebody told me to go do this or somebody to do this because they're not, Right. And our kids know that they can come and talk to us about anything. And if there is something that bothers us, we don't bring it out on them because we know that if we do that, that you're not you're not creating a culture for open conversations. And that's that's important. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. My, my oldest is 13. He's about to be 14 as well. Okay. And one of the things that, that I'm concerned about more than anything is. The ability for them for with pornography is so readily available. Like when we were kids, I mean, if there was one kid in the class that had a Playboy, he was like the man. We all hung around his locker to sneak a peek. But it's like today, if they have access not just to their phone, but somebody in the class that has an unlocked phone, just yeah. a simple Google search of a new girl who will pull up thousands of photos. So uh, have you had to deal with any of those issues uh, yourself just yet or no? Yeah, we have. And it was just like, hey, bud, you know, just because there's kids at school doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, the other day we just had a very brutally honest conversation about what all that stuff means. Right. And not just like sex, like everything, like yeah. all like slang and just all the different situations that you could get yourself into and. 
you know, just kind of through it and, you know, what he needs to avoid and what it means to, you know, to be a Christian with his faith and, and not being, you know, sucked into that type of stuff. And so, yeah, we've had to address it and it's something that's very real out there. And so we just, again, open conversation and explain to them the consequences that, you know, can happen that if, you know, somebody said, you know, Hey, check this out, look it up. Right. And he decided to look it up on his phone while at school or on the bus and somebody sees it and is offended, then they go tell on them that he could be suspended or expelled because of one little thing like that. So. Yeah. And, and what about for yourself, JP? What was the transition like for you out of the military now into the civilian world? And I know you do a lot of public speaking now. Is that something that uh, you were always kind of into or is that something you had to learn as you uh, made your transition here? Yeah. So when I got out of the military, I was doing for a financial company and uh you know that was kind of a, a rough transition with you know going from being active duty in the seal teams and that was my job every single day to shifting over to suit tie sitting in traffic going to an office little cubicle space i mean that was that was a rough transition man <laughs> uh, uh, but you know i had to provide for my family and it was important um, and so, you know, I, there's a lot that I had to learn, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked the aspect of what I could learn about business and learn about sales and, and really helping somebody out. And then when Jocko Leif brought me on board three years ago, I was kind of comfortable with talking. I mean, if you're in the military, you're going to have to talk. You're in positions of leadership. I was an instructor, so I had to talk, obviously, you know, and they, they give you courses, how to talk and speak in the military when you get that instructor rating. Um, but there was always like this little subconscious, like I don't want to talk in front of people. I have a fear of speaking type of thing because I grew up with a speech impediment. And that was just something that I had to overcome and, and work with and deal with, man. And so, uh, you know, a lot of practice, a lot of work, you know, Jocko and Leif are, are great instructors, great speakers. And I just try to emulate them, you know. So is, the, is, the, is the speech impediment something that any of your kids uh, have or no? Um, I don't think so. We haven't seen it. Not toward the speech therapy. Like I had to go through speech therapy in elementary school. So it was something that came out pretty bad, but not with them, which is okay. good. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, you're doing well with Jocko here and Leif with the Esalon Front. What, what type of goals? I mean, we're just about a month or two into the new decade here. What kind of goals do you have here for yourself for the future? Um, well, you know, just kind of just honing my physical back in where it needs to be. I, I kind of let that get out of balance as I was just focused on business, business, business. Um, you know, so finding the balance between, you know, or finding the balance with my health and fitness levels. Uh, I like to compete a couple times this year for jujitsu. Um, and then, you know, a couple things that we're going to be rolling out with Echelon Front for the FTX program uh, that I that I run. And so the FTX is a field of training exercises, which is part of the experiential training and so it's just kind of really refining and honing that in to um just to kind of take it to the next level on an individual uh type of base so right now we have the musters which sell out every t single time it's a two-day leadership event with jocko and leif the rest of the team and so now we're taking that model and we're going to apply it to the hands-on scenario-based leadership training so you know let's say you know somebody has a, a company of just five people and they you know, the FTXs are for like, you know, anywhere between 16 to 24 people. That's like kind of like the sweet spot. So about 20, right? Well, if you have five people, 
that training doesn't apply to you. You can't do the training. And so we've had a couple different people say, well, if you ever have one tour, we can combine them, let us know. And we knew that was something that we wanted to do from the get-go. And we've gotten some traction of interest. And so this year, um, one, if not maybe three of those we're going to launch to where people can sign up and, and come do that training. Yeah, very cool. That sounds awesome. And the, and the last thing I want to hit you with here, JP, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Enjoy it and just remember, children are a blessing, not a burden. And there's going to be times where they're frustrating you and it, you're going to be tired and exhausted and at your wit's end, but you did the same thing to your parents. And I promise you, you'll wish one day you had spent more time with your kids and you'll wish that you had, you had done more with them and heaven forbid, if they ever get sick or something ever happens to them, you know, you're going to hang on to every single moment that you have. So remember your kids are a blessing, not a burden and, and to enjoy every single moment you can with them. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, JP Danell, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood. Thank you. Appreciate you having me out, bud. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to JP Dinell for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Lock it into my Instagram account at Alec underscore Lace to find out which three dads will be joining me here next week. Again, today's interview with JP Dinell was recorded on video and is available to watch on my YouTube channel. Please consider hitting me with a subscribe over there, First Class Fatherhood. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec. Lace, thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Your half truths and tales as tall as a